0: Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. In previous podcasts, we've been diving into the doctrine of the person of God. So far, we've talked about God's self-existence, his immutability, and the fact that he is infinite. We now begin a three-podcast run of big words. These haven't been big words already, but here we go. Big words, omniscience.
2: Omnipotence. omnipotence because Jen i always pause on it
1: every time the alabama comes out <laughs> omnipotence <does>. omnipotence, <laughs> omnipotence and omnipresence there you go sometimes these words are referred to as the three os for obvious reasons or the three alls meaning all knowing all powerful and all present why don't we just say that to begin
2: with because theologians like the big words. I like the
1: big words. I like to boil it down where it makes but, sense. And
2: that's why we're doing the Kitchen Table Theology podcast, to take the big stuff and break it, it down in bite-sized portions <laughs> that we could understand.
1: It is. Hopefully. Hopefully, and you've joined us here as we're kicking off in grand fashion today. So again, welcome to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we are trying to systematically discover what the Scripture teaches regarding big theological topics. Our goal is to put those theological cookies on the bottom shelf where we can all reach them, and we seek to do this in a way that's very applicable to the lives we live, because the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. So if you've stuck with us this long, this is our fourth podcast looking into the doctrine of the person of God. If you missed us discussing God's self-existence, His immutability, and His infiniteness, go back to those previous podcasts and check them out. They were really chock full of so many great concepts that help us to understand more and more about our Heavenly Father. So Pastor Jeff, let's jump into the first of our big words, Omniscience.
2: So these three O's or the three all's are some of those scary theological terms and the types of words that I think they they, just—these kind of words keep a lot of Christians from digging deeper into the things of God because as soon as you start to study theology, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden here come these words— you're like, oh, good night. You know, you're overwhelmed right out of the right out of the box. You
1: need a thesaurus right next to your Bible. <laughs> yeah,
2: or <in> a dictionary <laughs> and in a Bible. Um, th- these words can be intimidating, but have no fear. That's why kitchen table theology go. is here. So, let's do something a little bit of fun, a little fun today. Uh, I got this idea from the mission organization crew, C R U crew, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm-hmm. So let's divide up into three entities. I guess if we had more people, we'd be three teams. So Jen, you're going to be one. I'll be one. And kitchen table theologian, you be one. So Jen, you're going to be the go anywheres. All right. You're going to be Mrs. Go Anywhere. Yay. And I'll be uh, do anything. So you're go anywhere. I'm do anything. And kitchen table theologian, you be the know-it-all. And actually, we maybe, Jen, we should have made you that one. But. Oh, smarty pants.
1: <laughs> I always did want to go anywhere. You know that old show, Bewitched, where she could wrinkle her nose and she could just
2: pop anywhere? So
1: this is living that a childhood dream for That would be so for dangerous yeah. for
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> our society if you were able to
1: do that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
2: But, All okay, right, so what so are we doing? Let's, let's, let's go back again. So you're going to be go anywhere, I'll be do anything, and our kitchen table theologians will be the know-it-alls. So... Each one of us has that special ability. Beyond that special ability, however, we have all of our normal human capabilities in every other area. So we're only special in that one area. So, Mrs. Go Anywhere, Mm -hmm. you have the ability, just like Tabitha Stevens on Bewitched. I can't believe I remembered that. Boy, does that show my age. And many of our listeners are saying, who? What? Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got the ability to be everywhere in the world at once. In other words, you would be able to see what was going on absolutely anywhere at any time. All right. You got it? Got it. All right. So I'll be Mr. Do-Anything. I'm going to graduate myself. I'm going to be Dr. Do-Anything. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can accomplish everything and anything I want to. And if I want to put Jupiter where Venus is, or I want to make food for everyone that's hungry in the whole world... Or I want to make Alabama be Clemson in football, but why would I ever do that? I, I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kitchen table theologian, you, you're the know-it-alls. So you, you're, you're the know-it-all. You have the ability to know absolutely everything. There's nothing that has been done or will be done that you do not know about. Okay, you got it? Got it. So Jen, you can be everywhere in the world at once, able to see what's going on anywhere at any time. I can accomplish anything and everything that I want. Kitchen table theologian, you know absolutely everything. All right? Are we all tracking? Let's hope so. So now, let me present the following scenario to us. Since this pandemic is still very much on our minds, let's say that all of the world's elephants— and Jen will love this because she is an Alabama (laughs) fan— And who doesn't love a good pachyderm anyway? Roll died. Roll died. (laughs) Let's say that all the world's elephants have suddenly and very mysteriously become ill with a deadly disease. But those elephants, being what they are, they are refusing to social distance. They will not wear a mask. And they're beginning to sneeze on all the other animals of the world (laughs) and get them sick as well. Now, human beings are immune from this Mm -hmm. disease. And if the elephants don't get help in four hours, all the animals of the earth will die. All right. Our job is to make sure that none of the animals, including the elephants, die. So how would we use our special abilities to solve this problem? So, Jen, you are Mrs. Go Anywhere. How can you solve this problem?
1: Can I do it all at the same time? Can I be everywhere all at once?
2: You have the ability to be everywhere in the All world at, once. at okay. once. Then
1: I just go and I'm like, "Hey y'all, the tide is coming." <laughs> oh, and then everybody's going to run and then they'll just know and they'll take
2: cover. I really thought you would have given us a thought to this knowing <laughs> it was coming.
1: I did. "Hey y'all, the tide <laughs> I, is coming."
2: Actually, it's good. <laughs> it's good because you're going to you're proving the point here. So, um, okay, so all-knowing kitchen table theologians Perhaps you can come up with a—because Jen had a very paltry attempt at a cure for the disease. Run. Run. <laughs> uh, perhaps you can come up—you you know everything with a cure for the disease, but you quickly realize you could not get it to all the animals of the earth within four hours, unless you're also present everywhere on earth. While they're running. Right. While well, well, Jen sent everybody scattering. <laughs> so you you know it all, but and, and you've got the answer— but you can't get the answer out to every place at every time. So there, there, what, what this proves is, if we have not hopelessly confused everyone, <laughs> I hope not.
1: Basically, but, if you could be anywhere, do anything, or know everything.
2: Well, the point is you have to be all three
1: in order for, in order for that
2: work. scenario to work out, and you were going to save the animal kingdom. Sure. And so if we're only one of the three— we might be able to get to all the animals, but we can't do anything. If I was Mister Do Anything and I could accomplish and come up with with, with something, uh, well, I, I I don't know what how I'm going to bring it to pass. And the know-it-all theologians, you you knew everything, but how are you gonna? You need to be all powerful. You mm-hmm. need to be uh, um, omnipresent. So. There are holes in each of these plans. Every scenario we individually would come up with wouldn't work because we're in need of the other group's abilities to carry it Mm -hmm. out. So even though each of these abilities would be incredible to have, you can see how they need each other in order to be absolutely perfectly able to handle all things. That is what makes God perfect. Mm -hmm. He possesses all three of those attributes. It's just, it's all incredible. The name of each one starts with the prefix omni, which basically means all. God is present everywhere at once. This is called his omnipresence. God can do anything he wants to do. This is called his omnipotence as... <laughs> someone.
1: I'm never going to live it down. No, you're I'm never, never going to live it down. Nor <laughs> should I. Uh, nor should omnipotence. I.
2: omnipotence. <laughs> God knows everything there is to know. That's called his omniscience.
1: And that's what we want to look at today. And we finally got to the top. We finally of got it to it, but it made sense. I was exhausted just thinking about being one of those things, <laughs> let alone all three of these things. And today we want to look at God's omniscience, that he is all-knowing. He knows the solution to every problem we might have. He also knows Ooh, for better or worse, what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. And when we pray, we can be honest with Him because He knows the truth anyways, right?
2: Absolutely. The The omniscience of God simply means that He is all-knowing. He knew every inch of our being before we were born. He knows every inch of our being now, every, every molecule that makes us up. He knows us inside and out. I think there's a great text about the omniscience of God In in Psalm one thirty nine, Jen, how about reading that for us?
1: Sure. It says, "Lord, you have examined me, and you know all about me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You know my thoughts before I think them. You know where I go and where I lie down. You know, you well, you know well everything I do. Lord, even before I say a word, you already know what I'm going to say."
2: It's like playing somebody. I don't know. do Do you play chess? (laughs) Checkers.
1: Checkers. Well, the Cracker Barrel from time to time. (laughs)
2: People are forming this whole concept they of who are. we are. I mean, some, I'm mean, this. i
1: letting loose a little bit more with each one.
2: <laughs> I'm sitting here with a Waffle House coffee cup, and we were talking about playing <laughs> checkers at Cracker Barrel. But it works. That, that analogy or that illustration works because it's like playing against somebody in checkers or chess who knows every next mm-hmm. move you're going to make. Mm-hmm. God knows our next move. He even knows our thoughts before we do. And God is the only one who possesses limitless knowledge. You know, just consider a sample of what the Bible reveals about God's omniscience in Proverbs 15:3, "The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good." Just consider a few of the implications of God's omniscience. So, Jen, we have those in front of us. So, how about guiding us through some of these implications? of the omniscience of God in our lives.
1: Sure. And I think these will help, again, as we always try to do, boil down this big mm-hmm. concept again. The first one is God knows everything that has happened in the past.
2: You know, I love history, and I read history and listen to historians, and there's always an element in, in, in history and among historians where we struggle to interpret history because we often lack complete historical information. The eternal God, who had no beginning, uh, we talked about that uh, in our last podcast, has no problem seeing clearly through the mists of time, for history is ever before him. John 858 says this, uh, Jesus was talking and he said, "Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. God knows everything that has happened in the past.
1: And as a follow up, God knows everything that is happening right now in the
2: present. Mm-hmm. Psalm 33, beginning of verse 13 the Lord looks from heaven, he sees all the sons of men from the place of his dwelling. He looks on all the inhabitants of the earth, he fashions their hearts individually, he considers all their works. So, look, each one of us are a unique people in our own right. God sees that, knows that, and some of us are more (laughs) unique than others. Mm -hmm. In spite of that, (laughs) God understands every one of us individually and knows every one of us personally. Scripture tells us that God even knows everything that is done privately. Jesus talked about that in Matthew 6. So no one can hide from him. God knows everything that is happening right now in the present.
1: And again, God knows everything that will happen in the future.
2: Right, the fact that God gave prophets the capability to predict accurately very specific events in the distant future is one of the great evidences for the inspiration of the Bible. God has emphasized repeatedly that He knows the future, our future, perhaps never more emphatically than when Jesus Himself prophesied.
1: Okay, well, then there's another implication for us of God's omniscience is that He knows every human thought.
2: This is starting to get scary.
1: Oh, it is. <laughs>
2: you know, King David had a number of sons. One, Solomon, who later became king. David said this to Solomon in uh, First Chronicles. Solomon, he said, know the God of your father and serve Him, God, with a loyal heart and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. Psalm 94 reads, He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nations, shall he not correct? He who teaches man knowledge. I mean, God knows it all. God knows every human thought.
1: And beyond thought, let's do two more quickly. God knows what we need.
2: Ecclesiastes 2, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. Um, Boy, we we need wisdom. We need knowledge. We need joy. God, God gives us what we need. Noah and his family, think about it. They would have perished in the flood had God not given Noah a plan and a way of escape. The Israelites... Uh, Stay in the Old Testament for a second. They would have never conquered Canaan without divine guidance and protection. Uh, God has promised that he'll provide for the physical needs of those who serve him. Uh, Most importantly, perhaps God has identified the problem of sin and death and provided the only possible solution, the blood of his son. So, boy, you talk about something that we need. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: We need forgiveness, cleansing. We need um, somebody to, to be in our place. Jesus mm-hmm. went to the cross. Uh, God gives us what we need.
1: Mm-hmm. And lastly, I think this is really important to our culture with where we are right now. God knows what is right and wrong.
2: You mean there's right and wrong? Yeah, you wouldn't it's know it. Absolute yeah. <laughs> truth. Absolute truth. Well, Do you God go kn- there today? <laughs> maybe in the future god but yeah god does know what is right and what is wrong because he defines morality he defines truth his word the bible is the standard for right and wrong the standard for righteous judgment you probably you recall the story of hannah in mm. the book of first samuel right she desperately longed to have a child but she was unable to do so and her fervent request for god's intervention Was uh, captured for us as she prayed this. She prayed, The Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. God has revealed what to do in order to please him. He knows of our obedience, he knows of our disobedience. So he knows what is right and wrong. And in this world we live, we need that standard.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a great segue to where I always bring us back. As we draw this podcast to a close today, how about sharing with all of us here at Kitchen Table Theology, Kitchen Table Theologians? I've been making an acronym, KTT.
2: KTT. Here, here at KTT. Let's do it. We know what it means now.
1: <laughs> Why is the fact that God is all-knowing matter to us? The big two-word question, so what?
2: Yep. Well, let, let's try. What, what's our res- response, what's a, what's a good proper response for those of us who love God in response to his omniscience, the fact that he's all-knowing. Well, maybe we need to look no further than something that the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians 3. He said this, "'Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ.'" So think about it this way, those who refuse to serve the Lord should be frightened by God's omniscience because God knows every sin and unforgiven sin will be punished. Hmm. For God's children, however, the implication of God's knowledge, Him being all-knowing, the fact that we know that about God for the child of God is a source of peace and strength. And as Christians, We serve the go-anywhere, do-anything, know-it-all God, and that should give us great comfort because He's got it all under control.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think for those of us who like to control things and like (laughs) to have things in order, ironically, there's a great freedom that comes in free-falling into that, that I cannot possibly control it all. I can't do all the things. I can't control Really, anything. Yeah, there's there's one
2: God and neither one of us are, yes, are Him.
1: I'm not it. Thank yeah. goodness, because apparently I couldn't even keep the elephants from infecting all the other people. <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks for joining us today. If you haven't subscribed yet, do head on over to YouTube or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening from and subscribe. You can even ask Alexa. I did it the other day and I was so happy.
2: And she spoke back to you and what did you say? And what she did she say?
1: did. Well, she. It was the week that you and John Hall did the second follow up to um, to Ravi just, my Alexa talks in a British accent like this. And so she was very happily telling me that I could listen to that podcast. And so I was really happy. So then of course I had to video myself asking Alexa again and send it to you and Tiffany. And it made me really happy. Oh, good night. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So all that to say, listen and subscribe. We're putting more and more resources up for your study and personal growth in God's word. Subscribing makes sure that you don't miss a thing. And you know, Pastor Jeff shared a quote with me recently that I wanted to share with all of you today. And it's from Charles Spurgeon and it says if your theology doesn't change your behavior, it will never change your destiny. Mm-hmm. And that's really mm-hmm. the whole purpose and the whole mission behind Kitchen Table Theology. Because we want to, as always, when we remind you, applying, not only knowing, but applying God's word. Mm-hmm. So if today's podcast has brought up a question or two, just shoot an email to Pastor Jeff at lowcountrycc.org or watch for Pastor Jeff's Instagram story, Pastor Jeff Crane is that ig name because we'll give you opportunities to ask questions there as well as we wrap up today let's again remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it but applying it thanks so much for listening we hope that our time together today has helped you become a better kitchen table theologian our next podcast will unpack the fact that god is you say it omnipotent. (laughs) I did it. it. He is all powerful. You won't want to miss it. So we'll see you then.
0: You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.